Welcome to Out and Out Vibes, a new age, new day, and modern calmness radio show. Percy and Mastro will be exploring an array of metaphysical topics. They'll be helping callers with insight about their questions. So welcome, and let's start our journey into a newly found awareness. Welcome to Out and Out Vibes. This is Gina Mastro and Nancy Tercy. Hey, Nance. How are you doing tonight? Hi. I'm good. How are you? How's your weekend so far? Great. Great. So awesome. we have a really great guest with us tonight. Who is it? We do. I'm excited. It is Ani Anderson, and she is the author of Find Your Soul's Agenda. So... Tina, um, Ani, actually, her mission is to make sure that women never ask themselves, what's wrong with me ever again? Because, you know, women do that all the time. Yeah, we second-guess ourselves all the time. Exactly, and I've done that. Haven't you done that before? Absolutely. And besides her, she's an author of, what I, like what I said, the book of Find Your Soul's Agenda, but she's a co-creator of sensation-based mindset coaching. And Ani has been a personal development industry for nearly over 20 years. And it wasn't until her own life fell apart that she needed to become her own client to figure out what would work and was able to take pieces from her training in rehabilitation, energy healing, coaching, to create this powerful yet simple system that helped her heal her own life and since hundreds of other people help them heal their lives too. Yeah, and you know, Ani also believes that we're all craving a connection with something greater than ourselves and also Mm -hmm. we all want freedom to express our vitality. And she sees her clients, so she says she sees them come alive as they find their soul's agenda and often commenting that it makes their whole life make sense. That must be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ani works with her husband to coach people. She uh, coaches therapists and healers how to find their soul's agenda using her sensation-based mindset strategies with their clients. And so that they can get quickly to the core of the issue. So, and they move through their discomfort of change and create a new reality. I think it just sounds amazing. So, yeah, we're going to bring like on, a great program. Yes. We're going to bring Ani so, on. And before we do that, I just want to mention our phone number because we are going to take some calls. So, okay. if you want to so, give us the, a call. The telephone number that you can reach us is one eight 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 six two seven six thousand eight, or you could call directly at three two three seven four 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 eight three one. Four eight four one, I think. It says four eight three one here, but oh, okay. okay. So, Ani, 
Are you with us? Hi there. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you so How much for having me. How are you doing me. tonight? I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm doing great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. So um, I'm an occupational therapist. And I have a lot of other training behind me, like you were saying, energy medicine and things like that, um, and coaching. And um, I've been doing that kind of work for a long time. Uh, now my husband and I own a personal development company, and we actually help to train people, like you were saying in my bio, about sensation-based mindset. So we actually help coaches and healers and other practitioners become coaches and use sensation-based mindset in their own practices. Okay, which is really interesting. Now, here's my question. Why does the soul have an agenda? Yeah, that's a great question. So the word agenda, I think, is really interesting because the the word agenda kind of has this uh, wily component about it. It's like, you know, it's um, the, the soul has kind of an ulterior motive. I think, and that ulterior motive is for us to all grow and evolve. And so that word agenda is really important because I think, you know, can you relate to sometimes feeling in your own life like life is kind of having its way with you? Like you might have an agenda, but life seems to have an agenda of its own. Can you relate to that? I can. I know I can. Yeah, I can definitely relate to it. (laughs) Yeah. So I felt like that, too, in my own life, and that's why when we titled this process, we used the word agenda, because that's really what it feels like sometimes. Like, life has an agenda that sometimes it seems to even oppose our own agenda. And so understanding life's agenda or the soul's agenda helps us to come into a co-collaboration with life itself. Rather than opposing life's forces, um, we can work with them so that we can have the life that we really want to live. So I just read your book, and in your book it says trying to be normal is dangerous. Why would it be dangerous to be normal? I think if you pick up any newspaper or you're watching television and you're seeing the statistics that fly around about you know, regular people. It's like the, gosh, I was just actually reading a statistic yesterday like this. It said something like 60% of adults have chronic disease. 80% of adults suffer with stress. There's like all of these crazy statistics all over the place, all over the news, all over the newspapers, telling us like what most people have going on. And what most people have going on isn't something that we'd actually want to experience ourselves. We don't want to experience chronic disease. We want to be healthy. We don't want to experience broken relationships. We want to be in love. We want to have plenty of money. These are the things that we want. And yet, so often, we're striving to be like everybody else. We're striving to be loved and accepted. And when we're striving to be like everybody else, we're striving for these statistics. And I found myself striving for this, too. I thought there was a life that I should have. I thought there was ways that I should be. I thought there was people I should be around. There's things I should say. There's all these shoulds. And um, and it really wasn't helping me to live the life that I really wanted to live. It wasn't helping me to be my healthiest, most vibrant self. It, It wasn't until I stopped 
striving to be normal and started really looking at how can I be natural? How can I really align with my natural essence? That's when my life really started to open up for me. And that's what we see with our clients as well. And, you know, I have to say that I think that's really a great statement because the advertising, whether it's a magazine or television, we're always trying to tell our kids different than what they see on TV, different than what they see in a magazine, because everything on TV and on a magazine is fixed perfectly, and that actually isn't normal. But our kids Mm -hmm. see that as normal because it's in their face every single day. Yeah. Yeah, it's all screwed up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's backwards. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I know that you did some training with Tai Chi, which actually helped you figure out your life's purpose and soul's agenda. Can you explain that to our listeners? Yeah. So uh, I was uh, a number of years ago, I felt like, well, my, my whole life really fell apart and I didn't know what my purpose was and I really started to search for it. So I took a number of courses and I took some assessments and I read a whole bunch of books. And what I kept finding was that this concept of purpose was always flavored with uh, super positivity. So it was like I was only on purpose if I was happy. I was only on purpose if I was wealthy. I was only on purpose if I was achieving, you know, something. I was only on purpose if I was and it was. It was this um, picture of a person that I couldn't seem to be. It was really, it was really frustrating, honestly, to me because I, you know, I could find a purpose statement, and and actually the different courses I took were all relating to similar purpose statements, but it wasn't a life that I felt like I was living, and so I couldn't figure out how to get from where I was to where I wanted to be. I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to achieve that life that, you know, I was being painted a picture of, but I, I couldn't get there. And so actually it was so frustrating. I ended up kind of leaving it for a while and, and just saying, forget it. I'm never going to figure it out. And, uh, and then eventually I remember the day I was sitting in my car and I was waiting for my um, hair appointment. So I'm sitting in my car waiting to go into the hairdressers and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought, oh my gosh, that's the thing that I've, I've really been missing. That's the thing that these purpose courses have really been missing too. And it's this concept of, the, of Tai Chi. So I'm a Tai Chi instructor. I've been trained in Tai Chi. And along with the instruction in the movement form of Tai Chi, I also learned a lot about the philosophy. And so the philosophy really revolves around this symbol of the yin-yang. You guys know that, right? The yin-yang symbol with the white and the black? Yes, yes, the yin-yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the yin-yang symbol is a symbol that years and years ago, some ancient you know people sat around and they thought to themselves, how can we create a symbol that explains life in the universe? And they came up with this thing, this yin-yang symbol. And um, when you learn Tai Chi, you learn about the philosophy of that yin-yang symbol that in China, they call that symbol actually the Tai Chi. So... I was sitting there waiting for my hair appointment and having tried to forget about, you know, this purpose stuff that was really still bothering me. And this picture came into my head and I thought to myself, that's it. That's what I've been missing. The universe isn't just about being positive all the time. 
the universe is always in balance. It's always got the white and the black. It's always got the up and, and the down, male, the night and the female. day. Yes, male, female. Exactly. Yes. yes. Because that's male, your yin yang, male, female yes. energy. Yes, it's always in balance. And so if we're looking towards how we're only on purpose, if we're always in the light, it's actually inaccurate. It's actually about we're, we're always on purpose. Like the Buddha says, you're you're always living your purpose. You can't not be on purpose. But the thing is, there's aspects of life that we really love to experience, and there's aspects of life that we really don't love to experience. And what my curiosity was at that moment is, are those like two sides of the same coin? Those aspects of life that we love to experience and the aspects of life that we don't love to experience, are they kind of like two sides of the same coin? And what I found out was yes, and here's why I came to that conclusion. The purpose courses were pointing towards a life and a person that I couldn't really identify with, but they were like the exact opposite of how I was currently experiencing life. And so I really started to pay attention to that in my own life. I really started to pay attention to um, my history, my past, and how I was currently experiencing life to see, do I kind of experience life in um, a certain way most of the time? And I found the answer was yes. And it was it was really about these two different sides of the coin for me. And as I started to explore this a little bit more for myself and then talk to other people about what I was discovering, I found that it was the same for everybody, that we all embody a certain energy. It is our authentic energy that we can really put language around. We can really put words around and define what our unique, authentic energy is. And that energy is expressed in two sides, just like the yin-yang in the light and the dark. And those, that light and the dark is like two sides of, the, of a coin. So they are like uh, equal and opposites. And when we can put language around it, we can really understand who we are, but not just when we're happy and awesome, but also when we're challenged. So having Correct. an understanding of that gives us the opportunity to know that we're always on purpose and never have to wonder what's wrong with us because we understand no matter what comes up, it's in highest service of, of our authenticity. Okay. At this point, what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break. So callers, what's the telephone number, Gina? It is 888-627-6008. Give us a call. And then we'll take our commercial break, and then we'll take uh, listener calls from our listeners who would like to talk with our guests. So we'll be back right after this commercial break. We have created a new trend by mixing comfort with a positive design to inspire the wearer of our clothing line. In each of our custom creations, we've designed an inspiration word incorporated into a Mandela. If you want to be the first to check out these cool designs, visit us at out-and-out-vibes.myshopify.com Dot com. That's outandoutvibes.myshopify.com or visit nancytercy.org. 
welcome back to Out and Out Vibes. We have a guest with us tonight named Ani Anderson. She is the author of Find Your Soul's Agenda. Before we get back to talking to Ani, we do have a caller, and we're going to just talk to our caller. Are you there, caller? Yes, hello. Hi, what's your name? Uh, my name is Melanie. Hi, Melanie. You have a question for us? Hello. Yeah, I was actually wondering if I could ask Nancy a question. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Um, uh, I was wondering if you were able to give me um, a reading for my year 2019. Ani, are you okay with it? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, okay, tell me your first name again. Uh, December 17th, 1990. No, no, I just need your date of birth. I just need you to say your first name for me, please. Oh, Melanie. Okay. So you want for 2019 what I see for you. Okay. So I'll make it real easy, and this will be archived. So if I'm talking too fast, you will be able to review it later. So... What I see is I see a lot of support coming to you this year. Um, support will be available to you in all levels, especially inspiration ideas and unconditional love with energy. Um, I don't know if you're upgrading your belief system or enhancing your ability of your own life, but I see you deciding to pick a different choice in your chosen field. Um, I also see some new friends that will be coming out for you and a little more of acceptance and a little more acceptance and unlimited compassion with the family. Um, I also see material needs. You will find a position for you, something that I don't understand this, but just remember me saying this for security. Um, Security within yourself that you'll feel okay with the job and it'll be, it'll be support position of some sort. And you'll notice how easy it is for you, but you will change what you thought you were going to do because it's not right for you. Um, but it'll be a similar position, but in the different, same industry, different position. Um, do you understand so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also, I want you to not act out of emotion. I want you to think logically because I see you making choices in your life right now out of emotion. You need to think logically because it's not just you involved. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, your life and your destiny is what you make of it and you have to have courage going forward, have respect for yourself. But also, you sometimes think that you might, you're kind of stubborn, and you think that you're, you think you're right, and sometimes you might have to take a step back because it's not just yourself, it's, it's others involved with your situation. And I see that you don't allow yourself to be broken, but you also have to be giving and willing to work. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. I do see that you will leave, but you will come back over time because things will become more compassionate and people will grow up. 
um, it will be from this year to next year. And that's what I see for you. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. okay. So we are back with Ani Anderson. And Ani, I thought let's talk a little bit about your book. And I know that your book relates to what you have developed in your life going using your energy healing and defining your purpose, which helped you create your book. So mm-hmm. do you think that this book is something that all parents, all adults should use to define their purpose in life? Well, I do recommend that people do whatever it is that calls to them, to be perfectly honest with you. If this book and this process feels like the right process for you, then yes. But do find a process to look at your purpose. Um, I believe that it's a really powerful thing for parents to do because we are always influencing our children in multitude of ways. I mean, one of the ways that we don't think about very often is vibrationally. We're always influencing our children vibrationally from who we are on the inside, even beyond the things that we say and the things that they see. So I think that, you know, so often we tell our kids that they can be anything and do anything, but we as parents aren't being who we want to be and we are not doing the things that we want to do. And our kids are learning that when we're not really stepping into that within ourselves. So, yes, I think it's really important that parents find their purpose and that they're living their purpose and they're stepping into their dreams. So I have a question for you, Ani. If Mm -hmm. someone is, like you were saying, into someone's life purpose, so if someone is afraid to step into their life purpose, what would some information that you can give them to go over past the fear to get to their life purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, most people are afraid to step into their life purpose, but I think knowing that fear disguises itself in many different ways is really important. You know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I don't remember when, I heard somebody say something very similar to that, and I thought to myself, well, I don't really have fear. But what I learned along my own journey and then working with clients and seeing how it shows up for people, it is that fear shows up in a lot of different disguises. Fear Mm -hmm. shows up as shame. It shows up as guilt. It shows up as different emotions. And so the biggest recommendation that I make to people who are wanting to step into their life's purpose, but some kind of emotional thing comes up for them, as it does for, for people, for just about everybody, is to really allow themselves to actually feel what they're feeling. Because so often what what happens is people try to barricade their emotions. They try to armor up. They try to get strong and just step past them. And the real healing can begin and the real achievement can begin holistically when we actually allow ourselves to feel how we're feeling and we allow those emotions to wash through us and be experienced and not get stuck in our bodies but to wash through us, and then we can go forward um, completely. When we don't allow that to happen, what happens is we kind of pocket those emotions up, and we might even think for the moment that we've gotten through them, but they, they haven't. They've gotten stuck, and we'll have to deal with them again. 
So that's really my recommendation for anybody who's coming up against any emotional stuff as they're trying to step into a better life is to really pay attention to your, what's happening in your body, pay attention to your emotions, and let yourself feel. And it's kind of interesting. When I deal with clients, a lot of clients will, the same thing, they'll repeat the same thing. Like they'll leave one job thinking whatever <laughs> the reason they're leaving. They'll go to another job. And they experience the same issue at the other job because, like yep. you said, they allow their fear and they bottle it. They go to the other job thinking it's going to be hunky-dory. And then what happens is same issue happens because that's the issue they need to work through within their life and they don't realize it yet. That's so, so true. That happened to me, actually. I left a marriage and I found myself in the same marriage again with the with my new partner and I remember I was standing at the kitchen sink doing the dishes and being resentful of the fact that I was doing the dishes and I thought to myself oh my god I'm here again and one of the beauties of a moment like that if there's any listeners who have felt like that or are feeling like that in their lives right now I would just love to you know inspire you to know that that's a really powerful moment. If you are in a position again where you go, oh my God, I've been here before, know that you're, yes, you're there, you're experiencing something you've experienced before, but you are more aware than you were the first time. So, so pay attention really to what is going on and then begin to ask yourself, what did this pattern look like the last time? What would I like the outcome to be this time? And you'll begin to see the gifts in the situation, and you'll be able to see the patterns, and you'll be able to shift them in a profound way because you've experienced it before, because you have experience with it. So it can really be a very powerful position to be in when we find ourselves in those positions because that, like you said, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're, they're patterns. They're going to keep coming up if we don't deal with them completely exactly you have to change it when it's being brought back to you handle yeah. it differently and then it won't be repeated in your life you'll let it go and you'll move yep. on and then you could go to your next chapter in your life totally so you um in your book find your soul's agenda so that book is part of your sensation best based mindset coaching so what exactly is this sensation-based mindset coaching? Yeah. Um, sensation-based mindset coaching operates under the principle that our emotions and our sensations and our body actually drive our behavior. And when we want to change our lives, our lives, so often we hear people say, change your thinking, change your life. And then how many people, you know, can't do that? I mean, I was one of those people. I thought, okay, I want to change my life. I've got to change how I'm thinking. So I meditated. I did guided meditations. I did affirmations. And still my life wasn't changing. I read books. I tried to change my thinking. But really what was standing in the way was how I was feeling in my body. as the sensations that I was experiencing. We like to say that it's not the thought of fear that stops people. It's the sensation of fear that stops people. So sensation-based mindset coaching operates with this principle in mind that it's actually the sensation base that drives our behavior. And we help people, just like I was talking about, to become very aware of what they're feeling in their bodies so that they can change their lives completely from the inside. 
So if someone, like with a sensation-based mindset, if someone is top-heavy, let me explain, someone who thinks a lot, they can't shut off their mind, what would you recommend for that type of person? (laughs) I love that term, top-heavy. I'll definitely uh, (laughs) keep that in mind and use that again. That's awesome. Sure. Because that's so many people, right? So many people walk around. It's a lot of people. A lot of people come to me and they come for readings and they – and I'll say, you know, you have it all, you're top heavy. Everything is yeah. in this area. And when I see you looking at your energy, it's all question marks and exclamation and yeah. minuses because you're all top heavy versus your whole yeah. other body and your soul. I'm looking at you. It's not going on. You have to balance it. Yeah, so. yeah, totally, totally. And uh, a person like that has a difficult time sometimes feeling anything below the neck. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes yeah. people will experience headaches and things like that, and I wonder why is all the energy jammed up in your head. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the first things that we do is help people to become aware of their body, and it's fascinating uh, when we start to do this because it can show up in a lot of different ways. But, for example, if somebody were to sit in front of me and say, I don't know what to do with my life, I'm very unclear, these are the questions I have, and I'm not sure what I want to do, I would I would say something to the effect of, okay, great. So let's, um, let's cue in with your body for a second. Where in your body do you have clarity or where, where in your body do you feel like you're really, um, uh, do you have some tension? Do you have some frustration? I, a lot of times I start with the tension and the frustration to get to clarity. And, you know, people can usually pick out a, a tense or a frustrated point. Usually people have a tough time picking out, uh, places in their body that feel good because we're not used to that, but they can pick out mm-hmm. tension and frustration usually. So a lot of times uh, I start there, but sometimes people will tell me that they don't feel anything in their body. And so in my experience that that's not true. They're just not used to feeling their body. So I just need to ask them maybe one or two more questions to help them to tap in. Um, but that does come up sometimes. People will tell me, I don't, I don't feel anything. And um, upon further investigation, what I usually find is this person is living with quite a bit of tension that they have um, really accommodated to, you know, because they're so used to it. They've accommodated to it, so they just need to be brought to, it needs to be brought to a person's awareness. For example, I had a, a client one time who uh, was having trouble with clarity and wanting to, you know, find their purpose and step into new stuff, and I asked you know, this, this question about where, or where are you experiencing some t- tension or frustration in your body? And they said, um, nowhere. I don't feel anything. All I feel is this massive headache. And I laughed, right? Cause they, they just told me, but they weren't aware of it. <laughs> Correct. They weren't aware of it. So a lot of times it does take somebody else to help you to see what's right in front of your face or what is your face. You know, it's like, it's in my face. It's the tension in my head. Um, it takes somebody else to help somebody see that a lot of times because we're so used to living with it. We're just not aware of it. Sure. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break with Out and Out Vibes. And listeners, give us a call at one 627 6008 And you could talk with our guests or any of us if you have any questions. So we'll take after this commercial break. We'll be right back. We have a great metaphysical shop in New Jersey. 
which is known as Sacred Green Earth. They carry a large variety of new and used books, including audiobooks and DVDs. Our statuary and gifts are imported from 14 different countries, and they carry inspirational banners and decor items from many diverse walks of life. This store prides itself on carrying the highest quality of incense from all over the world. We're located at 511 White Horse Pike, Oakland, New Jersey. Or simply call us at 856-854-7700. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Out and Out Vibes. Just to repeat, our number for callers is 888-627-6008. And tonight, our guest is Ani Anderson. So, Ani, while we were on break, I was thinking about um, your process and with coaching. I was thinking, you know, this is a great process for adults to focus their life on. What about students is this something colleges should maybe have in their advising processes mm-hmm. right on <laughs> um, so my answer for that is that this process is um, really important to be done with people whose neurological development is about complete so that would be around the age of 21 so it's really great for people over the age of 21 but I am a huge believer in the fact that I would love to look back on my life at the end of my life and see that schools, including colleges and high schools, are teaching natural and universal laws. I think that that is one of the biggest, bestest things that we can teach um, students to, to learn about because it's not something that most people learn about and the natural laws are constantly influencing our life. So I just think it's um, asinine that we don't teach children about these things so that they can learn how to powerfully influence their own lives. Yeah, and I think that 90% of kids graduate high school not really knowing what they want to study. They may pick a major and then really regret it four years later. Yeah. So this might be really helpful. Absolutely. I think, I think knowing about the natural laws is just one of the baseline things like the ABCs that everybody should know. (laughs) And that's a good aspect for everybody to learn because, you know, it's not inherited and you have to learn it. Like you said, like Gina said, you come out, you get a degree in whatever, go get a job and you realize this isn't what I want to do. Yep. But um, speaking of that, so I'm going to, here goes into my next question. So my question is, because what I do, do you believe that influences from other lifetimes affect you in this lifetime in the order of the soul's purpose? Oh, heck yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, the soul is the aspect of ourselves that, that doesn't die. I think the soul is uh, evolved 
and that as we incarnate, we bring with us uh, the experiences and lessons from past lifetimes. And so, yeah, I think that that's another reason why I believe it's so important for us to really pay attention to our own personal growth in this lifetime. There are things that are hard in my own life sometimes, and I think, well, do I want to deal with it now, or do I want to drag it around with me to the next time around? You know, like, I, I know it's tough right now, and it's challenging, but I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be brave, and I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, become more patient, or become more outspoken, or become more compassionate, or whatever it is that I'm working on. Even though it's challenging, I'm going to be brave and do it, because I really want to complete this in this lifetime so that I can show up in my next lifetime with a cleaner slate. Um, so yeah, I, I totally believe that. Awesome. So if people wanted to work with you, what's the first thing you do when you work with someone? <laughs> For most people, we do do the find your soul's agenda process first. It's, it's an assessment process that I use with all of my clients. And one of the reasons is because I've been using it now with clients for a number of years, and uh, at first it was something I did with some people, and what I noticed was when I didn't do it with someone, I ended up needing to do it eventually. It's a process where, you know, as I was describing, we get to know the person holistically, so we get to know not only, like, where would they, how would they love to experience life more often, but I also get to know where do they self-sabotage? Where do they stop themselves? Where are they going to either uh, run away or, or freeze in their lives and, and not really step into their next level of growth? Uh, the soul agenda process, even though it takes about an hour, hour and 15 minutes or so to do, allows me as a coach to know so much in depth about this person and how they're going to show up in every aspect of their life. It's totally profound. So, some people just come to me to do the soul agenda process with me, um, and some people will come for longer-term work, and even when they're doing longer-term work, I usually start with a soul agenda process so that I really know who they are at a soul level right away. Um, with that, with working with clients, what if they have lost someone and they have a lot of emotional grievances you know, because they've lost them? What do you recommend for people who are suffering from grief? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not to sound like a broken record, but I, I really recommend the soul agenda process because uh -huh. it, it, helps, it helps you to put all the aspects of your life and why life is showing up for you in perspective. It helps everything to make sense. I mean, literally people have said that to me over and over again now when they do the process. It's, um, it's awesome for people who are looking to achieve things, but it's really awesome for people who are looking to heal things as well, because so often when we go through things like loss, we think, why? Why is this happening? And the soul agenda process helps us to put the pieces together of why so that our life makes sense and the circumstances around our life make sense. Can I give you a quick example of this? Sure. Yes. Okay, great, because sometimes it's a little nebulous. So the, the soul agenda process helps somebody to come up with their one word, and that one word is described in the uh, light and the polarity. So we come up with a definition of what that word means, and that expresses them in their light, and then the polarity is the opposite 
of how they love to experience life. So, for example, I, I had a woman I was working with whose word was empowerment. And so as she described empowerment, basically what empowerment meant to her was um, being fully expressed, being able to speak her mind, being in compassionate relationships with others, things like that. And then the pretty obvious opposite for her, and it's not always obvious, but for her it was, was uh, disempowerment. And disempowerment looked like not having a say. It looked like not speaking up and withholding and things like that. So she was actually going through a difficult time in her own life when she did the soul, pro- soul agenda process with me. And what she found was that she was really in a place in her life where she was experiencing life as disempowerment almost all the time. And so we started to look at ways in which she could start to invite empowerment into her current situation. And it was Uh, ways in which she could very subtly start to take care of herself. So she could empower herself by taking a walk. She could empower herself with taking a bath. And it was pretty profound because she had been struggling with this feeling of disempowerment and not speaking up and feeling like um, she wasn't appreciated in her family and she was going through some some difficult, um, tumultuous times with her family. And, gosh, she just started blooming so quickly. It wasn't that it wasn't that the external circumstances all changed right away for her, but she started feeling different. She started feeling better. And she started taking much better care of herself, which allowed her to take better care of her family and for her family to feel better too. So, you know, that's just a simple example of how um, you know, one can begin to really open up to life even though it seems like life is very hard. Great story. Yeah, it is. So what makes this different from other coaching methods? Um, Well, there's a few differences. One thing is that a lot of – so my background was in healing before I found coaching. And so when I entered into the coaching world, first of all, it was really important for my own growth process at the time because coaching, for the most part, looks towards achievement where healing looks towards healing stuff. Um, but a lot of coaching methodology methodology doesn't look at the healing properties. They are really looking forward into the future and looking at achievements. And so for when I found coaching, it was really important for me to step into that. But when I, um, I started to work with clients and using coaching philosophy, what I noticed from my own paradigm was you know, there are a lot of people who couldn't really step into their achievement because they had unhealed aspects of their past. And so because I had a coach or a, a healing background, I was able to use both healing and coaching paradigms in my work with clients. And what I found was how unbelievably important that was. It was like when somebody would step into a higher level of growth and achievement, healing stuff would come up. And when we healed it, they could step farther into their growth. It was like these two things really worked so beautifully together. And without Mm -hmm. them, we would be either forcing um, their goals or they wouldn't be, quote unquote, achieving them. I mean, I've, I've heard this time and time again in the personal development industry that so many people uh, don't actually meet their goals. And I think that's a shame because I, I think one of the things that's really missing when that's happening is the healing aspects of the work that could be there 
Um, so that's one of the reasons why this process is, is different than a lot of coaching methodologies. And similarly, like I was describing before, a lot of coaching methodologies are really only willing to and looking for the positive aspects of life. But what I've really found is in order for us to move forward, we need to be very, be very real about where we actually are. We need to actually let ourselves feel. We need to actually be honest with ourselves about what we're feeling um, and where we're stuck and what we're thinking and, um, and what our actions actually are for us to be able to move forward. And this process allows people to step into that without shame around it without shaming ourselves for where we are or what we feel so that it all becomes acceptable. Once once it all becomes acceptable, we become acceptable. And when we become acceptable, we can move forward. I actually have a question from a listener. So sure. she, she actually is a, a senior in high school. And mm-hmm. her thing, she wants some advice from you. Sure. So is what she asked because of this um, metamorphosis for a soul. She informed that she's a senior in high school. She has dated this guy most of her high school, you know, year throughout the years. And it's, you know, she's about to graduate and he broke up with her a couple weeks mm. ago. And yeah. she's having a really hard time and he's been seeing another girl. He's now yeah. dating it. And she is having a really hard time. And she yeah. was wondering, with your process, do you have any advice for her to help with this? I do. I absolutely do. And my heart is going out to her right now. Um, yes. So I would encourage her to get out a piece of paper and to write down what it is that she loves about him or loved about him. So keeping it in the positive aspects here for a moment, really be honest about what it is that she loved about him. Was he beautiful? Was he kind? Was he sassy? Was he wild? Whatever it is, then make a make a list. And maybe for the sake of the exercise, keep it somewhere like between three and five so that she actually completes the exercise. Three and five three to five things that she just loved about him. And then for each of those things, I want her to find evidence that she is or has been like that in her own life. So look at ways that that energy or those qualities live within or have lived within her. And then if she wants to go one step further, what she can do for each one of those qualities is to ask herself, what can I do to embody more of this? whatever it is, wildness, kindness, compassion, beauty in my own life um, on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. And just give herself one, don't, don't overwhelm herself, but one way in which she can begin to embody those qualities. Because the thing is, we're attracted to people and we love people because they're reflecting aspects of ourselves. And so when we can really begin to look at that and integrate that in our own lives, miraculous things happen. Sometimes that person comes back to us. Sometimes someone else comes to us. Sometimes uh, it can be a a friend or something like that, too, that shows up and and fills that that peace because we're filling it within ourselves. And so we see the reflection in others and other people are magnetized 
towards us because we're filling it in ourselves. It's really quite profound. I've seen it happen over and over again. So that's absolutely what I would recommend that she start with. Perfect. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back and we'll be back with our guests and listeners. And I have another question from you for one of our listeners. Once we get back from commercial break, we'll be right back. Are you looking for that great podcast that you can participate with and get excited about? That will take you on a journey of insight and answers? Then you found it. Join us on Out and Out Vibes with Nancy Tercy and Gina Mastro, which airs every other Sunday at 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BBS Radio. Welcome back to Out and Out Vibes. You're here with our guest, Ani Anderson, and with Gina and myself, and we have a listener's question for Ani. So here we go. For the past five years, I've been friends with this man, Benjamin. We met while we were working for the same company. I was dating someone else, but the chemistry was there, and it was apparent for me. He actually eventually became my boss. So dating him was out of the question at that time. (laughs) <laughs> because I don't mix business and pleasure. But both of us ended up leaving the company, getting involved with other people, but we were made friends. Nothing romantically ever occurred with us. Even though people always assumed when we were together and we were friends that we were a couple. Well, we are now both unattached again, and we're really good friends, and we've been friends for so long. But... I really do like him. And, you know, like when, Mar- when Harry met Sally, the movie, <laughs> um, you know, that makes me, you know, feel that way. So my question to you is what is your advice that you can give to me from any of the people on the radio show to help me to make my decision of what to do with the situation? Well, I would say it sounds like her decision is made. You know, why mm-hmm. uh, why not follow your heart? <laughs> yeah, I agree. My my thing is, you know, friendship could be a terrific basis for that romantic relationship. You know, that solid basis has been there forever. And like you said, you know, it's been fizzy back then, and it's still fizzy in now. So <laughs> have your blessings and proceed full speed ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so great. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> so I have one more question for Ani. So sure. Ani, after someone goes through the whole process of finding their soul's agenda, creates their finds their purpose, um, what next steps should they do after they've found out what their purpose is? Yeah. It sounds kind of silly, but use it. <laughs> and <laughs> 
I say that because some people just want to do it because it's fun, but if and that's great, but then it's like a magic trick that goes away. Um, so to use it, you use it like actually I've been describing with some of these examples as a decision-making compass. So for the listener who just asked the question, if she were to find her soul's agenda, uh, she would probably pretty obviously find that the decision would be to go forward with her heart because it aligns with her soul's agenda. Um, you can use your soul agenda to help you make big decisions. You can help it help use it to help you make small decisions. Um, but it's really a, a compass for decision making in life. And uh, you know, so often people have questions about what they should do. Well, what if you always knew? What if you always knew? So, you know, that's, it's, again, it sounds kind of silly, but that is the next step is to use it. And, you know, for some people, they can read the book and do the process and just go for it and they've got it and they, they do it. And other people need help in order to do that. Um, and so they, they have a coach or facilitator help them to learn the decision-making skills to be able to be able to do that independently. But yeah. that's really the next step. Okay. Well, I just got wait. another listener question before we um, go on. I want to read it to you. Sure. I'm looking – so the listener says to me, I'm looking for friends and I'm told a lot to look within myself, find myself, and then they will come to me. But I feel like all the time I have put focusing on myself as distance <laughs> Me from others. In the past, a lot of the friends I have made have been for me to help them. So what I want is friends that empower each other. I want a tribe. What can I work on to say to stay centered in my truth to find this? Oh, this is such a great question. I love it. So, yeah, isn't that funny? We say look inside, and then you're like, yeah, but I'm not making relationships. Um, so I think that's a, that's really astute. So, yeah, go out and be with people and try this. So as if it is a fact that you're attracting people who like to get more help from you, what I would highly encourage you to do is to start to become more interested in how you can em- help them empower themselves and oftentimes this can feel frustrating, like, gosh, why are they always asking me? Why are they relying on me? But here's a really interesting little switch that you can do. A lot of times when you're in these relationships where people are asking you, what can you do or how can you support me, what we do is we tell them what they should do. Rather than tell people, ask them questions. And when you start to ask questions of your friends who are asking for support, what it will help them to see is that they have the resources within themselves. I have a feeling this is going to just shift the energy for our listener so that she really finds herself rather quickly in relationships with people where there is that um, mutually supportive environment. Awesome. Um, if Ani, if they, if people, our listeners want to reach out to you or get hold of you, what's the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, one of the best ways is to go to our book website, which is findyoursoulsagenda.com. And there's mm-hmm. contact forms on there. And of course, uh, the book and some free res- resources. And another great place to find me is at Ani, that's A-N-I, Anderson.com. Oh, Wonderful. great. And do you do 
when a person works with you, do you do more Skype? Do you do hands-on, telephone, all of it? Yeah, we do telephone and Skype. Our clients are all over the world. So uh, I actually uh, rarely have somebody who is uh, in close proximity uh, to our local environment. Usually we're seeing people on Skype and on the phone. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thank well, you. Thank you thank for being, you for with being us a guest. tonight. Thank yeah. you. This is so much fun. Uh, it's been it very informative. A great yeah, conversation. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and, and it sounds like you answered a lot of questions with our listeners and helping them out with this soul life purpose. Oh, so, I hope so, you know, and you know, it's interesting how you have the agenda. The the name of your book, Finding Your Soul's Agenda is um, very inspirational, especially for each person out there. And it's a great opportunity to learn about who you are. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because that's really my mission is to help people to learn about who they are and to be able to identify clear, identifiable language around that. So it's very practical. So that's great. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being our guest. And Gina, it's it's a a goodbye again. It's our you know saying goodbye to our listeners tonight. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening in, and we'll catch you again in two weeks. Peace out. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing this radio adventure with us this evening. Join us next time as we explore another topic which will expand your awareness of yourself and unlock potential opportunities for all of our listeners. See you next time on Out and Out Vibes. <laughs>